And then he said, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems, wish for more skills. I can't catch a break, guys. Yeah. Get them the fuck away from me. I can't, I can't be around those guys. People think, oh well, cleaning your room, that's just a cliche. It's like, yeah, really, eh? Just go ahead and try it. If people had any idea how powerful sleep is for healing from anything, and the fact that it's free. My mind is absolutely bulletproof, solid as a rock. Podcast. Yep. Hey, Brandon. Hello. Welcome to today's podcast. So today we're going to be talking about your journey as a coach. And the first question off the bat is not the question there. It is, how long have you been a coach? I've been a coach coming up nine years now. Nine years. So tell me, when did you start? 2015? 2014, late 2014, early 2015, I think. And what was it that inspired you to become a coach? Well, it was mainly just the fact that I needed a job, to be fair, and fitness and exercise was pretty much the only skill that I had at the time. And obviously, it was something I was quite passionate about. I boxed for many, many years. And I also was quite good at making people feel welcome. So the job that I was given initially was just kind of greeting people taking them in and making them feel comfortable and getting them warmed up and that kind of crack. And honestly, I, I really just fell in love with helping people. And when they made progress, it really made me feel like I was making positive steps forward. And then yeah, I started building a career slowly but surely. And what was it that kind of got you passionate about that? I think one of the big things that got me passionate was once I started seeing people who, in my opinion, you know, didn't really have much going for them in terms of health and fitness start to change and develop and become something that was you know a, a formidable force in the gym like i started realizing like this is actually a very powerful career like we can really help people make substantial changes in their life and i get to be a part of that and how, like has it impacted your own personal journey at all how is like health and fitness one of the biggest things that really made a positive impact on me was seeing people like that, people who were absolute beginners making positive progress, really let me know that, you know, this is something that can happen to anybody, you know, that people can really go through massive change because that's, I had a fixed mindset even at the time of becoming a coach and seeing people go through growth really had a positive impact on me because I said, oh, okay, well, I know where you came from. I know where you started from because I was a part of it. And when people like that started to make serious progress, then that really got me bought, bought in for, shit, I want to do this as well. And like, what is your philosophy when it comes to kind of being a personal trainer, being a coach? Like, what is your philosophy? What do you feel like are the, the key things that you try and get across to your clients? So one of the first things that I find that people do that they make the biggest mistake in when they start is that they start too quick. So my biggest advice is start slow, but be consistent as fuck, all right? Like, you really have to be consistent. An awful lot of people like that mentality because of the starting slow bit and going slow, but the, the hard part is the consistent part. If you can go slow, well, then you can start to notice where you're making all your mistakes, and if you can be consistent, that's where you're gonna build real momentum, all right? And after that, then, um, some of the biggest bits of advice that I would have is that you have to challenge yourself. You have to get outside your comfort zone and you really have to start from scratch. And so starting from a place that you feel like an absolute beginner, that's how you know that you're where you need to be. And then the last thing that I would say with that is that in order to be successful, you have to be a student. And so you really have to learn the field that you're in. So if it's fitness, if it's fat loss, it's like you have to study this. You have to make it your craft. You have to make it a priority and you have to dig deep into it. What do you feel like the most valuable actions are that 
somebody can take to be successful when they're starting off on the journey? Well, it depends on what their goal is. Like, the, one of the biggest things is obviously, like, it's all relative. So it all depends on what your goal is. If your goal is fat loss, let's say most people start off wanting to lose a couple of pounds. The biggest thing is, how active are you? And so an awful lot of people have desk jobs. And if you have a desk job, you're really going to struggle. So you really have to focus on getting your steps. And so, you know, 10,000 is the absolute minimum. Do your best to go above and beyond. Get a skip and rope. Do whatever you need to do to get your steps up. And then after that, my fitness pal and a set of food skills are going to be one of the best educations you could get into nutrition about understanding what is in the foods that you like and start actually managing and budgeting your calories properly. It's one of the things that many people don't do, but it would massively impact the results. You have to manage what's going in. If you want to build muscle, obviously you got to, back to my philosophy of going slow, it's like you got to build a wide base, you got to start focusing on high reps, good positioning and hitting your protein and then obviously you can have a little bit more fun with your calories if you're trying to build muscle. And can you share a specific success, success story of a client that made you particularly proud or particularly inspired you? Uh, one of the biggest success stories that we would have is uh, Pete, the cameraman, be editing this right now, probably with a big blush on his face. And obviously, like one, a massive success story that we've had is, you know, somebody coming in who couldn't do much at all, like, I mean, let alone in terms of health and fitness, like really hadn't got an awful lot going for him physically because he was starting to break down, he, you know, getting up and down, just getting in and out of work would, would have been a, a challenge for him at the time. And I started feeding him advice of, again, this slow and steady approach, just start getting the little things right, the little things right, really start be satisfied with a pound a week, believe in yourself that you can do this, that change is possible. And I mean, it's a credit to himself, not really myself, because I preach that message to so many people and it's very rare for you to actually take it on. And I mean, that man has come on to be one of the strongest, fittest members that we've had and he's still progressing on with his weight loss to this day and he's down an exorbitant amount of weight. Pete, how much weight are you down? 40 kilos, so over 80 pounds, nearly 90 pounds of weight loss. I mean, it's absolutely sensational. And what do you feel like, what is the hardest part of being a personal trainer? Like, what are the biggest obstacles and how do you... Uh, what are the, the hardest part of being a coach is watching people who don't want to take the message show up every day and eddy around in circles because it really is frustrating because you start to care about people. Like, I really care about, you know, any client who I start to spend any kind of decent, decent amount of time to. You Like, we build relationships here. That's kind of what, what the game is. And when you start seeing somebody who's getting frustrated and hitting the same mistakes again and again. And as I said, it's like how you get somebody to change bad habits and break away from addictions and heal their trauma and do the deep work. It's like, it's not an easy process and not everybody wants to take it on and not everybody is invested enough to take it on and not everybody's in that spot of their life where they're ready to take it on. And just kind of seeing somebody just hit their head against the wall again and again and struggle and just, we get quite personal with people. And so watching somebody just struggle in their day-to-day -day personal life, I mean, it's, it's, it's very, frustrating for me as a coach because I want to help them but obviously like this is a game where you can only help yourself. How do you keep yourself motivated and inspired in your learning and growing as a coach and how important is personal I think you answered your own question there because I mean the big focus is like it's about learning and growing and so again I am a student like I am constantly trying to learn and so anytime I learn a new principle or a new idea or read a new book or listen to a new podcast or find a new in inspiring person who you know inspires me you know starting to then put those principles into practice. It's like that's constantly motivating because progress is motivation. And so I'm forever challenging myself and looking for something new, something fresh, a new, you know, exercise modality, whether it's yoga or Pilates or if it's weight training or powerlifting or if it's, you know, trying to get my nutrition on, on track and trying to get faster when you're running, if it's trying to improve your body composition. There's so much that you could be doing and improving upon. 
and when something gets boring you know you can always move on to something else i suppose like in terms of fitness um, the level methods is a massive massive part of that and massive part of what we do and that massively motivated me because for the longest time what i was doing was i was just trying to get better across you know metrics that i felt myself are important and the level methods has obviously given that an awful lot of structure and definitely helped keep me motivated in the last three years and give me a lot of drive and push um, and i'm massively competitive so helping or trying to keep up and compete with Chris is definitely something that I'm trying to do and keeps me motivated and keeps me pushing. In terms of like personalization and customization with clients, like how do you feel like you adjust your coaching style based on the different types of with me, the clients get the coach that they need, not the coach that they want. And so obviously some people get an arm around their shoulder, some people get a, a stiff kick in the arse. And sometimes the same person will get a different thing depending on you know what I feel like they need each day. It really is um, by feel and obviously you know by the book some people just need to hammer down on the process some people as i said need to do the deep work some people need to start focusing in on breaking bad habits and so it really is uh day by day case by case basis because you know people are changing people are going through different seasons of life so you have to be adaptable in order to give people what they need on that day because you know you don't know what's going on behind the, the, the scenes and so constant communication building the relationship and figuring out actively what this person needs and where they're at at, at their life and what's important to them right now is a, a constant challenge and it's a constant um, effort and it's what we do every day it's why we have to reach out and chat to people and text message nearly every single day you have to make your coaching approach different day to day it's not always going to be the same and the day that you just kind of start flogging out that generalized approach is the day you're not paying attention like how important do you think nutrition is and how do you cultivate more nutrition how do you incorporate that into i feel like nutrition is massively important obviously like it is the fuel and so if you're overweight one of the biggest issues is that you're taking in too many calories but the biggest thing that's needed in order to be successful is just consistency and so you don't need to overhaul your diet altogether. And I feel like that's the biggest mistake that be beginners make is they try and change everything all at once. And instead of just kind of going, right, well, all we need here is about four or five different things done right consistently. One, you know, are you tracking what you're eating? So let's not even stress too much about the specifics of what you're eating for beginners for talk's sake. It's like, let's just get you tracking. After that, then we're going to start looking for the wins. Like, what are you doing well? And so let's try and do that a little bit regularly. You know, you have protein for breakfast, lunch, and maybe you know your dinner is a little bit disorganized, but let's start trying to incorporate a more structured routine. And then we'll hammer a diet plan, both of us together. You know, we'll work out what, what do you like, what do you not like, and then we'll try and run that for another week and we'll see how consistent you can be with the plan that you've put onto paper. And then I'll give advice like, oh, you know, you're missing some fiber, you're missing some fruit, you're missing some protein, whatever it is. And so again, it's just this constant building upon process as opposed to trying to hear. You're, everything that you're doing right now is wrong. Let's just tear that down. It's like, look, you're already probably getting an awful lot of it right when you are trying your best. Let's just try and do a little bit less of the bad and let's just try and do a little bit more of the good. And what do you believe are the most important qualities for a personal trainer or coach to possess? The most important quality that a coach has to possess is that they have to live the lifestyle. If you're not living it, well then you're not gonna be able to give good quality advice to your clients. And then the next one is you have to listen to your clients. You have to 
when they're talking you have to generally understand where they're coming from so you can give, give them the advice that's relevant for them and so if you're not a good listener you're not going to make a good coach and then lastly you have to be empathetic and understand and also and something that I've really really struggled with um, as a coach is like you have to be able to put your foot down because these people really don't need just another best friend they don't need somebody who's going to tell them what they want to hear sometimes they're going to need somebody who's willing to confront them a little bit on the bullshit stories because a big issue that i've had with an awful lot of clients is that they've been gaslit by other people and by the gym culture into thinking that you know it's like weight loss isn't possible for them and so they think that you know it's like oh you know, Margaret can't lose weight even though she's sticking to her calories. Like, Margaret's not sticking to her calories, all right? And so it's my job to be the person who says, no, you're not tracking your numbers right. You're not on the ball. Things are not lining up as they are. I'm not going to let you feed yourself a bullshit story even though everybody else is. And that's the hard part of the job is growing that thick skin to get to be the bad guy. So don't be afraid to be the bad guy, coaches. Can you tell us about the time that you had a difficult client? How did you manage to come Again, kind of back to a similar point, one of the biggest issues that I have with clients is clients that lie to themselves and therefore lie to me. Um, but I didn't realize that they were lying to themselves first, first of all. It's like, and so for me, when I was a younger coach and I didn't realize that this stuff was as cut and dry as it is, and obviously that there's some obviously massive lifestyle factors that are gonna affect why they can't put it into practice. But at the end of the day, people need to have somebody who's gonna go through the whole program with them in detail and so it's kind of like right let's go through your nutrition let's go through what's happening at home let's go through your day-to-day -day routine let's get a whole understanding of what's going on and doing that from a place and again starting to make that person your friend and not judging them or criticizing them for the first two three months you know really just letting them run their process out again and again and again to the point where they kind of feel like they've had it their way and then you can kind of go okay well look we've done things um, as you've said we've done it for the last three months we know that it's possible all right we know it's possible we'll give you your, your results guaranteed your money back we'll give you your money back but the big issue is now i need you to show me every single number every single figure and nine times out of ten things end up working well and the big process that i use that's super effective for that is photos of every single meal and once people kind of start being more accountable, they get better results and they go from a quote unquote bad client or a difficult client to somebody who's getting results. The biggest issue is that once people kind of start drifting away in terms of accountability, that's when I would start kind of label them, you know, a bad client. And a bad client is just somebody who doesn't get results. It's like there are no bad kids, there are no bad people, there are just bad results. How do you balance your work and personal life given the demand and nature of your profession? I mean, sometimes I do, like sometimes I find it hard to kind of shut the phone off at the end of the day. And, you know, obviously a, a small part of this job is creating content and stuff like that. And sometimes you might have to edit it after hours. And, you know, sometimes there's clients that you want to text after hours just to check in and see if they're okay. And sometimes that cuts in with the family life. But something that I've done, especially after having young kids, I, I feel like it used to bleed in a lot more to my personal life. And I didn't really mind as much when I didn't have young kids. But now I just draw a line in the sand and I say, you know, past 5 p.m. I'm done. And so, you know, 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. is a pretty reasonable window of time to a lot to your job. And after that, then you just kind of have to live your life and enjoy your life. Um, but no, it's generally not too hard to separate my, my work-life balance because, you know, work is work and home is home. And I don't really mix the two anymore. What advice would you give to somebody just starting out in the personal learn read you got to learn you got to learn to read all right if you can't read or you don't read you got to start reading 
There is so many amazing books out there. In fact, I'll recommend a few. How to Win Friends and Influence People. That's how you deal with your clients, all right? You understand where they're coming from and you, you know, use the skills that are in that book as to your guide on how to deal with difficult clients or hard clients or even just win people over and keep clients long-term. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. That's how you deal with yourself. And so an absolutely amazing book, The Power of Habit how the mind works, how your mind works, how your coaches or how your clients' minds work, an absolutely incredible book. And then if you're looking to go next level with your movement mechanics, if people keep getting injured in your practice and that's something that makes you very, very nervous, How to Become or Becoming a Supple Leopard by Kelly Starrett is my movement manual and I would definitely recommend it to anybody who is trying to get into this game and really wants to separate themselves from all the other PTs because most PTs, understand movement at a, a base layer and to go layers and layers deep basically gives you an advantage because clients are going to recognize that next level of understanding that you have especially if you've got a client who's a physiotherapist or a client who's an advanced athlete you're really going to understand what they need and if they know and you don't know they're going to know that you don't know and you're going to feel like a fraud and they're going to know that uh, you're a fraud um, in in that regard and so Overcoming that imposter sy syndrome can be done by educating yourself and genuinely knowing. And then the other side of it as well, and uh, probably one of the most important parts is you're going to feel like an imposter for the longest of time. Keep doing the work anyway. It's going to take you four or five or six years before you really feel like you're, you're coming to grips with it. But that's going to be the case with most jobs. So if you're 18 or 19, you know, have a great attitude, study hard, you know, care about your clients, and you won't be long building up a base. What do you think sets your, uh, your journey? So we offer all the benefits of a personal trainer at the fraction of the cost. And so again, what separates us from gyms is that higher level of service, um, that higher level of accountability, that one-on-one -on -one approach, the fact that you actually get to engage with your coach on a day-to-day -day and a week-to-week -week basis, depending on what you need. The fact that you'll get uh, a personalized meal plan and you'll get updates, you know, and can ask questions very, very frequently. The fact that we have the level method and that every workout that we have is leveled. So it basically means that you can have somebody who's a brand new first day in the gym and somebody who's been training for the last 20 years in the same session. And both of those people are getting exactly what they need from the session. And as well as that, we have a great atmosphere. It's a community. There's people who they're going to know over time. who are going to be in the same classes over time. The coach is going to know them and you're going to build that relationship. Uh, how do you incorporate technology in your training program? What benefits do you see in doing so? I feel like it really helps people in terms of tracking their calories. Um, obviously, we've got the Level Method app, which uh, helps them apply progressive overload to their own training. And it gives them an understanding and makes it fun and novel for those um, clients. It also helps me as a coach. Like, for example, I have every client's profile on my phone. And so I can walk around every single session and have a look at their profile with them there, have a chat about them, and most importantly, keep them accountable to the work they're supposed to be doing. So technology is exorbitantly helpful. How do you foster a sense of community and support? What I do on a regular basis is I talk to people about their life inside and outside the gym and so obviously again it's important to know what's going on in somebody's home life to get the most of them when they're here in the gym. We also obviously do community events you know we go for runs, we do mobility sessions, we go for hikes, you know we do stuff like hell and back so what we try and do is try and have as much happening outside the gym as possible so that way you know people know like and trust each other and that way obviously they're going to have the crack in the class they're going to want to come and they're going to want to keep showing up 
interesting because obviously when people have friends somewhere, they're just going to want to engage in that program a little bit more and it's going to keep them longer. When you're in a group training versus personal training. The energy when you're training in a group is next level. It really is something really, really cool. When you get the right group of people training together, you can really, really tell, you know, there's an atmosphere, everybody's pushing off the other people, there's a little bit of competition. If, um, if the, the personality types kind of clash in the right way, obviously, and then you also get an amazing amount of support happening from, from person to person. So, you know, if generally it's a bunch of ladies in the morning and they're all intermediate, you know, they're going to help on the newbies and they're going to support each other and cheer for each other. And generally if you get the lads, you know, they're, they're shouting at each other, they're screaming at each other. And that's just not comparable to people training slow by themselves, which again is fant fantastic if you like that kind of training. But the intensity and the amount that you can push is very similar to team training. You know, you might see in football clubs and uh, GAA clubs, and obviously that sense of camaraderie and community is really, really cool as people get to know each other and kind of grow together. What do you want clients to take away from their experience of working with you? I want people to understand that there is no finish line with this thing. That fitness is just a reflection of you, and so that's why this kind of industry is really taken off. I feel is because this is just an opportunity for you to test your metal and see what you're made of. If you can't follow your nutrition, there's a good chance that you're kind of falling down in other areas in life. And if you can start building up that bit of self-esteem and start getting those habits on track and start building the momentum and starting to build that self-confidence in yourself, that's gonna show across many different areas of your life. And so one thing I really want people to understand is that you ha as I said before, you have to challenge yourself really regularly. You have to become a student of whatever it is that you wanna get good at. and you have to start slow and learn the basics. And if you can do that, you can learn it in fitness and take it anywhere. But this is your physical body. This is your health at the end of the day. And so I really love this industry because it's all about making yourself the best version of yourself for anything else that you want to take that on to. And obviously then you can look better, feel better, have more energy and know that you've done the work and it really is one of the best industries I feel at the minute to be a part of and I'm really, really lucky to get to be a part of this um, community that we're in fighting fit.